0: Welcome, friends. Whether you're walking, or driving, or doing chores, or just sitting with a cup of coffee, wherever you are, I hope you're encouraged by our time together. My name is Sarah, and these are some thoughts from my chair. Here we are. It's our final week of raw prayers, and we're digging into the Psalms to teach us to pray through our doubts. There are different perspectives on doubt when it comes to our faith. At one extreme, doubt's always bad, and at the other extreme is the view that we should always be in doubt. Now. I believe doubt can both strengthen and destroy faith. For example, there's a movement trending among Christians and many high-profile Christians called deconstruction. This is doubt taken to the extreme. It's people allowing the doubts of their finite minds and limited experience lead to the destruction of their faith in Christ. However, as in my own case, asking questions about what I thought I always knew can be healthy and it drives me into the scriptures. It puts me on my knees. It reveals the arrogance in me and reorients me as a humble creature before an almighty God. And there's an amazing example of this kind of doubt in the Psalms. The author is a guy by the name of Asaph who looked around at what was happening in his world and his faith began to slip and slide. It didn't feel so solid. And so listen to the progression of Asaph's thoughts and feelings in Psalm 73. Truly God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet had almost stumbled. My steps had nearly slipped. For I was envious of the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For they have no pangs until death. Their bodies are fat and sleek. They're not in trouble as others are. They're not stricken like the rest of mankind. Therefore, pride is their necklace. Violence covers them as a garment. Their eyes swell out through fatness. Their hearts overflow with follies. They scoff and speak with malice. Loftily, they threaten oppression. They set their mouths against the heavens and their tongues strut through the earth. Therefore, his people turn back to them and find no fault in them. And they say, how can God know? Is there any knowledge in the Most High? Behold, these are the wicked, always at ease. They increase in riches. Truly, you set them in slippery places, you make them fall to ruin, how they are destroyed in a moment, swept away utterly by terrors, like a dream when one awakes, O Lord, when you rouse yourself, you despise them as phantoms. When my soul was embittered, when I was pricked in heart, I was brutish and ignorant, I was like a beast toward you. Nevertheless, I am continually with you, you hold my right hand, you guide me with your counsel, and afterward, you will receive me to glory." Who am I? Who have I in heaven but you? And there is nothing on earth that I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For behold, those who are far from you shall perish. You put an end to everyone who is unfaithful to you. But for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the Lord God my refuge that I may tell of all your works. How incredible was that? I love this psalm. I love the raw emotion. And you can hear Asaph's disgust in the opening verses. We know that tone. How could a good God let this happen? This isn't fair. We've heard those words. We felt like saying those words out loud ourselves, I'm sure. And here it is in the word of God. What a gift to know that I can question and doubt and still land on my feet. Did you hear the turn, the moment that made all the difference for Asaph? He didn't walk away from the Lord. He walked to him. In verse 17, it says, until I went into the sanctuary of God. Listen, if you have questions about your faith, about God, about the church, go to the source. Don't listen to rants on social media. Don't read someone else's book. First, go to the source. Imagine if Adam and Eve had told the serpent to come back tomorrow. They needed to think about his proposition and talk to God about it. They didn't do that with their doubt, but what if they had? Asaph is ticked off and irritated to no end, but he makes a good decision and he takes the right next step. And in the sanctuary of God, he found answers. He found answers in the very nature and character of God. He realized that he was creature and God was creator and that that would have to be enough. His cry in verse 26 is the cry of a humbled man, and it's the cry of a confident man. He says, my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Now we're going to look at two more psalms this week as we learn to pray raw prayers through our doubt. As we end today, I want to encourage you to read or to listen to Psalm 73 again before you go to bed. When you turn off the lights, when you lie down, take some deep breaths, use a refrain from the psalm as your breath prayers. You inhale deeply and exhale fully. I am troubled by what I don't understand, but you guide me with your counsel. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Amen. Thank you for joining me in my chair today as we learn to pray raw prayers in the Psalms. If this encouraged you, please like, subscribe, and share. You can find more resources from Grace Church, including the sermon series that inspired this season, by visiting whoisgrace.com forward slash...